Adivex Jamie here and welcome to the Train With Jay podcast. This one is quite action-packed this week. We've got lots of questions, quite a few voice notes, and we're going to get cracking through them, starting with Mr. Andrew Jackson. Hey, Jamie. I'll try and make this as clear and concise as possible. So I've decided that tracking, although it's a great tool, isn't working for me because I've not been honest enough uh, with it. I tend to gravitate towards higher calorie foods, uh, chocolate crisps, sweets, things like that. So I've decided um, for a couple of weeks, just as an experiment, to not track, but that should also help my decision making because when I see that I've got maybe 300 calories left, I don't go for something like a uh, some chicken or something like that. Uh, uh, I'll go for a bag of crisps or some chocolate or things like that. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts were on that. Thank you very much for your question, Mr. Jackson. And it's always an interesting one. You know, something that I always say is what gets measured gets managed. But sometimes measuring too much can cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. And not everyone um, gets on with tracking macros. Something I would say is that routines and rituals get results. And if you're not tracking macros, you're not tracking calories, and you know that that is going to, you know, is becoming detrimental and it's causing you to overeat, then you need to place some rules on yourself that you can stick to, which, you know, if you stick to, you can keep in a calorie deficit. And this is where things like you're not allowed to eat anything after 8 p.m. You're not allowed to snack in between meals. Um, You have to replace certain things for other things. And essentially what we're doing with these little rules is, you know, we're creating these mental patterns, which if we adhere to, you know, keeps us in a calorie deficit. And certain routines and rituals can be very beneficial. They're kind of little white lies that you say to yourself, because at the end of the day, you know, that you can eat food after 8 p.m. You know that you can snack in between meals, but just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And it's always worth experimenting. Um, The best way though to get this right is to look at where it is that you're going wrong with your nutrition. What are you prone to doing which is causing you to go in a calorie surplus? And once you can identify those things, you can then come up with your routines and rituals which will get you those results. So I hope that helps. And as I said, experiment with a few things, try it out. And of course, you know, if you get a result from it, even better because then you're more inclined to stick to it. We've got another interesting voice message now from Gilderoy. Let's have a listen to it. Hi, Jamie. It's Gilderoy Lockhart here. Just wondering if you've read my new book, Magic the Way to Way with Gilderoy Lockhart and Herbalife. No, Mr. Alderton, don't read. It's a dark magic, dark magic. Dobby says, don't read, Mr. Alderton. It's rubbish. Be quiet, Dobby. Oh, Mr. Jackson, that is quite possibly the worst Dobby I've ever heard. Now, I can't do any better if I'm being honest, um, but we've got to get you working on that uh, and and making some improvements. And no, I haven't heard uh, about it, and I I would not recommend to most people doing meal replacements, um, especially when you can have meals. I've got another voice message now from Mr. Jamie Port. Let's have a listen. Morning, Jay. It's Jamie Port from the Train With Jay group here. Um, my question for you this week is on mobility. In terms of your training volume and weekly frequency, 
how much of a percentage of it would you dedicate to mo- mobility work and just working on range of motion and potentially stretching? Um, it's one of those areas I've always skipped and I know I need to improve on it. Cheers, Jay. Bye. Thanks so much for the brilliant question, Jamie. And it is an interesting one. Uh, a lot of people should focus a hell of a lot more than they do, uh, including myself. You know, I do my kind of 10 to 15 minutes in the morning. So if you were to compare that to a 45 minute to one hour workout, we're looking at maybe 20 to 30% of our workout time being allocated to it. But of course, with a lot of mobility and stretching, you tend to do it before the workout and after. Um, Another routine that I like to do, of course, is a morning routine, 10 to 15 minutes. And also uh, another routine to get in is in the evening. Something I like to do when we're watching Netflix is to do my mobility while watching Netflix. And what's great about that is you kind of habit hacking because if you are watching TV every evening like I am, about half past eight, nine o'clock, um, I'm killing two birds with one stone. I'm um, smashing through the episodes on Netflix and I am mobilizing too. Uh, and I think it's very, very important to get into these habits and routines. I have a fantastic book from a friend of mine, Joe Therapy, called Better Stretching. And he's got some great routines in there for you to do. But my kind of recommendation is find things that you really struggle with. A lot of people, it's usually glutes, calf, lower back, uh, and kind of upper back as well, and potentially shoulders. So get yourself a good routine. Get yourself uh, an exercise ball and start from the feet and work your way up. I've got a great routine in the Train With Jay group. It takes about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, and then decide when you're going to do that, either in the mornings as part of your routine or in the evenings as part of your routine. And and understand that it's very easy to get into that routine, but it's also very easy to get out of that routine. So commit to doing it for at least 14 days. Hold yourself accountable and even post in the group for accountability because it's definitely going to help you with that consistency. But it is very, very important. You know, something I've always said in the past is a tightly strung bow is easily snapped. And so many people are walking around as tightly strung bows. Um, One thing that we do not want to do as soon as all of this blows over is get back in the gym and then suddenly get an injury so we can't get back in the gym. So prime your body now during this time. So when we do go back in the gym, we've got a better range of movement. We've got better mobility and flexibility. And we're probably going to be able to spend more time in the gym without getting injured. Hopefully that was helpful, Jamie. I'm going to be answering some questions from the Training with Jay group, which was asked. Uh, This one's from Matthew Tribe. Um, I was in a calorie surplus before the lockdown as I was looking to build muscle. I'm currently in a deficit as want to lose some fat before going back into a muscle building phase. When going back into a calorie surplus, uh, will the amount of calories increase? I assume that says. Um, And the answer is, is, you know, what you're aiming to do with muscle building is look at it as that muscle building, not mass building. Um, I don't like the words bulk and mass because they get in people's heads of excess. Um, And when you are in a deficit, I would start building those calories back up to maintenance. So let's just say your TDEE is 3,200 calories and you're currently in a deficit of, let's say, 2,600, 2,700 calories. If you go from a fat loss phase to a muscle building phase, I would focus on upping your calories by about two to 300. Um, so you go up to like 3,000, do that for a couple of weeks and then up it to 3,2 and then aim to, over the next kind of four to six weeks, go for that kind of 3,3, three, 3,4 three, um, 
amount um, so slowly taking it back up so you're just over maintenance and you know, depending on your training age you want to be maybe 250 to 300 calories above that TDEE maintenance so hopefully that helps Matthew the next question is from Katie Peel. One from me is protein macro targets. I've had my protein set 180 grams, which I can only assume is due to me setting it when I weighed over 110 kilos. I'm 86 kilos now, and I've reduced it to 150 grams now. I've always thought more protein equals better, but is there a point where it doesn't become effective and you're better off just having more potatoes? And the answer is yes and no. Yes, in the fact that, you know, more is better from a satiety point of view, but not from a gains point of view. But the reality is as well, is that more protein equals less carbs. And I'd rather have an extra 30 grams of carbs than an extra 30 grams of protein. Um, your 150 gram target seems about right, Katie. And uh, and yeah, some people find obviously a higher protein intake um, is higher satiety, but you know, personally, I find more carbs equals more. So from a satiety point of view, yes, but from a gains and progress point of view, no. I would keep with what it is that you're doing. Kate just said, uh, did you keep the box from Box from Everest? Yes, and it's been coming in very much handy um, during this pandemic period. I'll be doing lots of box jumps in my garden if you've been tuning into the lives. Next question is from Mr. Dan Edwards. Hi, Dan, how are you? So a bit of an injury exercise related question. When doing the Juggernaut 24 DRM, straight leg deads last Wednesday, I developed a strong stabbing pain on my right side just under my ribs. Um, I had my belt on at the time and I was being really mindful of my form, so I don't think I was uh, curving my spine or anything. Um, I have restricted adapting my workouts ever since, but it still causes me pain now. Any idea what I might have done and what the stretches actions to take to rehabilitate? Um, right side just under your ribs. I mean, you might have just pulled a muscle down and only time's really going to tell. Um, sometimes a pull muscle around that rib cage, uh, around that chest area can feel like somebody is stabbing you and I've had it in the past. So I would... Um, kind of alter your workouts for now give it probably another week get some stretching mobility movement um, in there and, and just keep an eye on it because it might go down and I'm only saying this because I've had similar stabbing pains before when I've just stretched or, or, or tweaked something so give it a week and um, of course give me some feedback next week if it is still uh, being a little bit of a problem uh, Andy Gillett have you found training in lockdown a challenge at all? And the answer is under yes. I hate home workouts. I really do. You know, I love going to the gym. I love putting my headphones on or training with somebody, getting away from my working place. Of course, you know, I work at home in the office. So my, my whole house now is not only my office, but my gym, place that I eat, place that I relax and place that I sleep. Um, I'm kind of used to it from being in the military, if I'm being honest. But just because I'm used to something doesn't mean I prefer it. You know, something that I speak about in the past is just to adapt into your environment. And I've become quite creative with my home workout equipment because I've been in many different places around the world with limited uh, equipment. But give me a gym any day. And the thing that I found has helped is accountability. You know, going live on all of my workouts has really, really helped because I've got an audience there. I can't slack and people know that I'm turning up three, at least three times a week uh, to do them. Uh, so that has been really, really helping me. But the answer is, yeah, I have found it a challenge. 
Uh, Katie, any tips on trying to maintain weight but change composition? I don't want to cut calories as output is high, but hoping to lean out a little bit more. Currently 150 grams of protein for 55 uh, kilos body weight. More protein, less carbs. Uh, I'm loving what I'm eating and I'm not hungry, but I don't want to feel deprived. Calories are 1,800 approximately, but one blowout uh, day probably puts me at 2,000 calories a day realistically. Uh, in no rush, but would like to be able to see a visual difference at the end of May, even if number on the scales is the same. And yes, I mean, that does make sense, Katie. I mean, the thing is that you can, you know, in order to drop body fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit. But in order to build muscle, you know, it's not the same rule, you know, because your body works differently. And it depends on the, your training age. It depends on lots of variables. Um, and, you know, if you are eating good quality food and you are training consistently and progressively, then you are going to see those changes. So, you've got to kind of be honest with yourself of what it is that you want to achieve do you want to drop a bit more body fat in which case you are going to need a calorie deficit but how much of a deficit um, is up to you you don't need to go to extremes because you know what is going to happen if you go too much into a deficit it's, it's going to affect your you know your performance with your training and that's not something that we kind of want to do um, you know working out what your maintenance is um, if you know you don't want to drop any more body fat and then just focusing on progressively getting stronger you will start to see those changes in your body without actually seeing much of a change on a scale and it is a patience game it, it really really is and of course we're not in the best situation at the moment um, to start you know, increasing progressively our compound workouts um, such as you know squats and deadlifts etc etc but we can still prime our body to get ready for that. So I hope that helps. But the reality is, is you know, if you want to drop body fat, you need to be in a deficit, but you don't need to be in a deficit to build muscle because it depends on certain variables such as training age, how hard you train and how, how consistent. So hopefully that helps. Um, Andy asked, actually asked another question. Um, what am I binging on on Netflix? Scorpion. Scorpion. It's a load of geniuses that work for Homeland Security and they solve lots of different um, you know, different things. Uh, it's quite fast paced, quite unrealistic, but I, I do like it. It's kind of mindless, kind of fast paced TV kind of thing. Uh, and I like it. So that's on Netflix uh, and it's Scorpion. So Leah's question, I know you've touched on this a number of times, but I'm really struggling with motivation at the moment. And I found the weight has crept back on in the last four weeks. I've gone for 12 stone to 13 stone too. So yeah, I mean, a lot of people at the moment are struggling with motivation. I'm struggling with motivation. And something that I speak about every day is is the difference between motivation and discipline. You know, just because, you know, if you rely on motivation to do stuff, then you won't get much stuff done. You need to find motivation to do stuff. I, I'm aware of that. But, you know, it comes back to this quote, which I always use, and that is from John, John Maxwell. And he says, motivation gets you going and discipline keeps you growing and you know a post I did a couple of days back was to say look this, I don't want to work out at home I don't want to you know go for a c-dip in the morning there's lots of things that I don't want to do I don't want to read books I want to watch Netflix but I force myself to do these things and this is so important to do you know if I'm I'm just going to look through my phone now because um, there was a quote by James Clear and if you haven't read uh, atomic habits I highly recommend that you do and his quote was the cost of your good habits are in the present the cost of your bad habits are in the future 
And I love that because, you know, something that I said before is that you're kind of every day writing checks for yourself every day and then you're going to be cashing them in later. So to elaborate on what James Clear said, he said, the cost of your good habits are in the present, the cost of your bad habits are in the future. The brain's tendency to prioritize the present moment means you can't rely on good intentions. When you make a plan to lose weight, write a book or learn a language, you are actually making plans for your future self. And when you envision what you want your life to be like, it is easy to see the value in taking actions with long-term benefits. We all want better lives for our future selves. However, when the moment of decision arrives, instant gratification usually wins. And it does. You know, we tend to be gravitating towards food and booze at the moment because it's instant gratification. And also, it's justified. We're in a fucking pandemic. You know, people will will let you off the hook. But the answer is, should you let yourself off the hook? Sometimes yes. A lot of times no. Because this shit is difficult. It's meant to be difficult. And it's constantly challenging what you're thinking. And something that I kind of discipline myself every day to do is to not want to do stuff and do it anyway. And to have that narrative in my head of going, yeah, I know you don't want to do it, Jamie, but you care about your future. You care about what those positive things will do. And as much as I never regret a C-dip walking out, I never feel awful after a home workout it makes you realize is that, you know, although I'm not incentivized to do these things, I am trying to chase the feeling afterwards. Because if that feeling afterwards, if I remember it and it's good, that will force me to do these things. So find places of motivation. It isn't easy. Make yourself accountable, which is important. You know, me going live in the mornings on Facebook makes me accountable for my C-dips which helps a lot and um, I said making myself accountable for these workouts kind of forces me to do it because people are expecting me to turn up and do them so I hope that helps Lee and I understand it is a difficult time there are things that you're going to be less motivated to do but we've just got to get into this kind of habit of saying I don't want to do it but I want to do it anyway so uh, I hope that helps Ruth, um, Ruth Goulson, I'm currently following Project Home and combining it with Couch to 5K. I basically run four times a week and do all the home workouts. Whilst these workouts definitely get my heart rate up, I can definitely feel it the day after. I feel like I need a higher intensity and wondered if following the superhero home workouts or the J8 home band workouts that you generously shared will give any more over Project Home or is this program designed to get progressively harder? Um, So yeah, the Project Home is designed to get progressively harder. We've got different techniques throughout the weeks, um, but also feel free to kind of tune into my workouts Monday, Wednesday, Friday. What you'll see that I do is like even quite simple. You know, I have metabolic sessions. So what I tend to do, if it's lower body, like I did today, um, I'll pick six exercises. Uh, My six exercises were kettlebell swings, lunges, um, Bulgarian split squats, air squats, box jumps, and, uh, and toe touches. And I just did 10 of those reps, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 for 30 minutes. And that really got my heart rate up, especially in the sun. So I like to combine those kind of circuit-based Metcons, which are simple. You know, you just pick six exercises, set your timer for half an hour, put some tunes on and away you go. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're looking for maybe one or two of those added, then by all means swap them on the project home. But it does progressively get more. So hopefully that gives you um, some ideas. 
and by all means just jump in with one of the workouts that I'm going to be doing on Friday or next Monday. Mr. Sean Carroll put up a very nice picture of his homemade refurb gym with his awesome Hulk. Slightly jealous you have pretty awesome setup there Sean um, and something that is kind of making me as much as I do want to get back to the gym it kind of gives me a, a, an itching to start building my own kind of home gym too and the final question is from lee again i'm spending a great deal of time on the phone at a desk and wondered if doing a short sharp blocks of 20 to 30 minute training sessions is a good idea and the answer is yes um there's been lots of talk about different styles of workouts but very much like your calories you can do different things for your workouts as well um, I, I really like the idea that someone mentioned about mini workouts and what mini workouts are are essentially like 30 to 45 second workouts but you just do about eight or nine a day so let's just say it's pool session for the day okay and it's quite an easy one to think about if you're doing a pool session for the day you're looking at back and biceps so what i would do with that is I would focus on doing 20 sets of five or six reps of pull-ups and bicep curls. Let's just say, you know, I, I've made like a homemade bicep curl station by getting a uh, an old backpack, sticking 19 kilos of sand in it and using either a broom handle or a bar to curl it. So your kind of micro workouts could be eight reps of that, eight pull-ups, and then you're going to put a whiteboard and you're going to do... 15 sets for the day so every time you do it throughout the day you're going to do maybe i don't know uh, five in the morning uh, every hour five in the afternoon or, or 10 in the afternoon uh, that is going to be very very effective and it and over time you're going to see progress there because it doesn't matter how you do something you know 20 plus 20 plus 10 equals 50 5 plus 5 plus 5 plus 5 plus 5 uh, plus 5 plus 5 <laughs> you know what i'm getting at equals 50 so we're trying to hit the same numbers but with different ways of doing it so that can be a great thing to do if you want to separate your workouts up and you can do that because you've got time uh, by all means maybe do two 15 minute workouts um, if you are short on time or you wanted to um, do it in between um, sitting down etc etc so hopefully that gives you um, some ideas and, and you know to be creative with your workouts and if you have obviously got a workout program in there you know you can section it down into half and half for the day because that's going to be just as beneficial too ladies and gents hopefully that was informative and hopefully you enjoyed this train with jane podcast we're going to be back next week and i think for the next week's podcast what i'm going to do is have a theme uh, and it's going to be questions based on a theme which makes it easier for you to ask questions and it kind of primes me ready to um, drop some specific knowledge bombs so what we'll do when it comes to next week um, I want to talk about training okay home training and I want to talk about things that you're struggling with any ideas that you want or any kind of questions that you've got when it comes to your training and things that you're struggling with uh, that's it for me I will be back next week ladies and gents hopefully you're enjoying the sunshine in your gardens uh, keep safe stay at home as much as possible and as i said before all of this will blow over um, permanent thinking is something that i've coined as a phrase the last couple of weeks and for those of you who haven't heard it it's so important to understand that yes all this will blow over um, but you need to start thinking as if this will never blow over because if you are waiting for the gyms to open or waiting for things to happen and pausing your life until things go back to normal then 
a lot of people tend to not get progress during this time. I want you to get progress in the gym. I want you to get progress with your mindset and I want you to get progress with your self-development. So start switching and pivoting now and doing things with the thought process that this is never going to end because then you'll start you know, upping your level and upping your game with the way that it was before. Um, and you know, it's in the knowledge that this isn't gonna last forever, but it's also knowing that you know that kind of permanent uh, mindset, that permanent thinking is definitely going to help you continue with your progression. That's it for me, ladies and gents. I'll speak to you soon. Adios, amigos.